Good morning, everyone. This is Jeffy Kennedy, and I'm here with my first cup of coffee. Mm. Ah, it's like one of my favorite parts of the day. <laughs> I don't want to say the best part, but it's right up there. Like Jackson getting his wet food. That's like not best part of the day, but it's still like a crowning glory even if it happens multiple times, which lately it does because David's a pushover. It's totally not my fault. Hi, Isabel. Yeah. Uh, today is Friday, January 24th. Soon January will be done, and then we'll be a twelfth of the way through 2020. I, I shouldn't say things like that. I know that's alarmist talk, but time goes by. I put um, a photo on the um, podcast today of the bobcat I saw yesterday. Um, I posted that everywhere, so I think um, probably you guys have already seen it, but I'll put it on the podcast today. I saw it right after I recorded yesterday, and so couldn't put it on yesterday's podcast. I'd already uploaded and everything. But... Um, yeah, the bobcats come through here periodically. We don't see them all the time, but we see them yeah, periodically is probably the right word for it because I, I don't want to say regularly either. And it's always such a treat to see them. But almost every time when I do see them, it's because one comes strolling across the front patio, uh, the portal, as we call it, New Mexico, which is... um. You know, out the front door, it's a patio like like most people have, sort of a, a cement slab, which we've talked about doing something fancier with. I haven't. We might do it someday. And then there's um the the overhang, the portal part, which is up on the the wood posts with the adobe overhang. Sort of like the flat carport style, only prettier. <laughs> so there's a, a green belt in front of our house, and then across the dirt road, there's more. And our driveway is dirt and kind of leads straight down from the road, and there's a little path um, through a, an archway that leads up to the portal. And then if you go straight across the portal, across the front of the house, that's gravel and sort of the landscape that you can see in the photo, and then we have the, the bird bath over to the side, which... David got me a heater for it so I can keep the water running all the time, which is great because the birds are there every day. Um, it's about 26 degrees Fahrenheit here right now, so it would be frozen if I didn't have the uh, heater in there. So everybody likes the water. And so I was sitting, working there at my desk. I wasn't sitting, I was standing and was chatting with Kelly Robson and doing a few things and on the on hangouts, and I saw the bobcat stroll past. And it's funny because, oh, caught the microphone. I'm sort of pacing around. David's out driving, so I'm like taking advantage of not having to sit and pacing around, looking out the windows. Um, when I see that bobcat out of the corner of my eye, it really does send my, my pulse quickening. I always have the holy shit response. And it's funny because when 
I do let our cats out, but only when I can keep an eye on them. And not when the shadows are long like that, because it is predator time. But sometimes if our cats come up on the porch, I have that same reaction. It's funny because the cats are so much alike. It's, it's a size difference. But as you can see in the photo, the bobcat size is considerably different. A real muscular animal. That was a pretty cat yesterday, too. It was um, really, really lovely and in great condition. And, you know, walked right up to that bird bath and stretched out and had a good long drink. So I was able to sneak up and take photos. I don't know if it didn't ever see me behind the window. It could be that the reflection was enough that it didn't catch me and I was being stealthy not to move too fast or make noise. But um, the I was able to catch several pictures. Not enough time to go get my good camera, but enough to grab a shot through the window there. So I might set up my tripod. I, I think I've talked about that before. I'm always thinking about setting up my good camera on the tripod by the window just to catch some of the, the birds and other wildlife that come to that water. I don't know if the coyotes ever come up to it. They they don't come that close to the house. And no doubt the bobcats are around more often than than that, and I just don't see them. Because I, I do see them farther out in the green belt every once in a while. But it's like once I heard of this sound that I thought was a goose honking. I'm like, what is that sound? And I looked out there and I was looking around and then this bobcat turned his head and was looking at me and was like, <gasps> she heard me. And then a couple of kittens came running up. So that was clearly the call for the kittens and they all went racing off. A funny moment. So yeah, we're very careful of the kitties being out at times when the bobcats might be around because bobcats will kill and eat a domestic cat. The coyotes, the kitties can mostly run off a, a lone coyote. Lone coyote, uh, but not a pack of them. So, you know, we watch them. We're careful. But being able to see these animals is one of the great joys of living where we do. So, let's see. What do I have to tell you? I feel like I have numerous things to tell you. I caught up on Leslie Penelope's podcast yesterday and um, was distressed to hear that she had gotten um, a cold shoulder from one of the other guests of honor. You know, one of the things about, she, she'd made the comment that it would be nice to see a list of you know, like the sad puppies, so that, you know, you can be sort of, if you're not familiar with the community, if you haven't been around and, you know, heard the the whispers and the stories, then, you know, that there's some way to sort of forearm yourself against someone who's going to be a jerk to you. And certainly there's um, no panacea for all jerks. But, you know, it's a, it's a dicey proposition, right? Because, you know, like the women who made the lists of people for the Me Too stuff, you know, got sued for slandering these men's reputations. You know, so we might resolve, you know, not to allow 
missing stairs in our communities or broken stairs. Um, for those who don't know, that analogy is like if you go to somebody's house and they say, oh, you know, here, come on inside, but um, don't step on the third step there because it's broken and you'll fall through it. And it's one of those things that if you didn't have somebody to tell you, don't step on that third step, then you would step on it and you would fall through. And so it's an apt analogy for when a community of people like writers know that somebody um, is a sexual predator or is nasty or will be a jerk to people of color or to, you know, trans people or homosexuals or, or what have you, whatever their thing is, you know, unless you have somebody to tell you which ones are the broken stairs or the missing stairs, then you're, you're at risk. But the flip side of that is, is that then people take exception to being called out. And, and I think that it's a, a reaction of people who are um, predators or who do enjoy bullying other people that they respond very aggressively to being called out like suing people who put their name on a list like that. So it ends up being forced into a whisper network anyway. I don't know what the solution is except to not invite these people to stuff. (laughs) You know, there's an answer. But, you know, then you run into a host of other things. But, um, yeah, so so that was um, too bad in... You know, basically, I guess that's what you end up doing, right? It's another advantage of networking is you, you ask around, ask around and find out who's going to be obnoxious. Anything I should know about these people. I have done that when I'm on panels with people I don't know before. I ask around and find somebody who does know them and say, how you know, find out how they behave on panels, especially if I'm moderating. So that way I am a little bit forearmed. Do we use forearmed in any other sense but that? Forewarmed is forearmed. I don't think we, (laughs) it must be an archaic usage because I don't think we use that word anywhere. So went to Writer Coffee yesterday, had a great time talking with Emily and Jim. I had some technical difficulties there. I think I ran out of storage. It stopped recording and I'm going to have to splice now which means I have to turn on my old laptop and figure out what program I was using for that splicing. I use it so infrequently. (laughs) It's the only thing I don't like about this voice recorder app is that it's hard for me to stop it or pause and recontinue. Maybe I could have done it, but um, I have to remember to hit pause instead of stop. Hmm. No, it's flipping up microphone. Oh, no, so now it's... Huh, it's being funny. It, it wanted me to adjust the microphone. I wonder if there's some sort of input problem. Hmm, we shall have to solve this problem. Well, so anyway, I've mentioned Writer Coffee. 
Uh, oh, and then I watched the first episode of Picard last night. David and I watched that, and that was really fun. I thought it was really well done. I enjoyed it very much. It had everything I loved about the next generation show and movies with some wonderful updating. Um, I really liked seeing how they showed the cities, showing famili familiar cities in updated ways that I thought were really well done. I, I loved how they had shown um, that the city wasn't necessarily huger, but that it was also made more beautiful and the old neighborhoods preserved. But then um, some of the more cluttery buildings had been taken away and the cluttering um, highway belts, you know, like they would be removed, taken underground, or they had like the aerial flyers and it was really cool. Um, I, I love seeing optimistic visions of the future. And it's funny because Kelly Robson and I hadn't, I wouldn't call it an argument, kind of a discussion about this, because she said that um, she and her wife Alex write hopeful post-apocalyptic stories. And <laughs> to me, it's not hopeful if we think that the world and the environment has already crashed and burned. To me, hopeful is um, that we don't destroy everything and that we are able to find ways to preserve the world as it is and can and grow in um, refined ways and considered and intelligent ways. Emily Mom was making the point yesterday that there was a lot of evidence for that people are growing more civilized, that violence is decreasing. I thought that was really interesting. But, you know, that's not how people tell stories, right? So anyway, I thought Picard was well done. Uh, I love seeing Brent Spiner. I, I like the story. Um, I thought it was really cool that the foundation that uh, Picard goes to where Daj was supposed to have her uh, residency. Um, and now I'm not going to be able to think of the name of it, but it's like the, the Daytum Institute or Dashum. Anyway, that was first mentioned in uh, the Star Trek Next Generation episode, The Measure of a Man, where Data's sentience is put on trial and that episode was written by my friend Melinda Snodgrass. So it's really cool that, um, you know, like she made up that name and now it's been brought back around in, in Picard. Lo, these many years later, right? I mean, it's amazing how many years it is now. Super cool. Uh, I enjoyed the show. Uh, we've also been watching this show that's a British show called Sex Education. And Jillian uh, Anderson is in it, and she is really great. And the show is funny. Um, <laughs> I guess um, the writer was inspired by the John Hughes 80s movies, um, you know, like Breakfast Club and Pretty in Pink and so forth. And some Kind of Wonderful. People never mention Some Kind of Wonderful, and I always really like that one, too. And I could see some of the inspiration there, but it's um, it's definitely more explicit and 
you know, about these. I, I really like the way it sort of unflinchingly looks at the fact that all these high school students are absolutely having sex and they are experimenting with sex. And the, the premise is, is that Jillian Anderson is the mom of a high school boy who's a little bit awkward and a loner, and she is a sex therapist. And so he knows everything there is to know about sex, even though he's never had any. And he ends up being a sex therapist to his fellow students. And uh, it's great. It's, it's, we're both really enjoying it a whole bunch. Um, and I did get the new thing sent off to Sarah yesterday. And I already told you guys all about the upcoming events. I'm excited for those. Uh, if I had mentioned that I was maybe going to do the thing in Houston, I emailed about that yesterday saying, is there anything further on this? And they said, oh, yeah, um, we couldn't come to an agreement with the hotel, so it's canceled. <laughs> I was like, oh, well, thanks for telling me. <laughs> um the, the person organizing it, I feel like, does that a lot, which is, um, I don't know, one of my great hesitations here. Uh, in February, I'm going to be giving a workshop for the New England chapter of RWA, NECRA. Um, I'm going to be giving an online workshop to them for on a, being a Taoist sort of surviving the ups and downs of the publishing industry with Taoist philosophy. I've only gotten to give that workshop a couple times before. I think um, maybe the time wasn't right for it. People weren't always interested. <laughs> and now, uh, now they are. And I think a lot of it's because of, you know, like the whole RWA crisis. It's like people are like, okay, now I really need to find a way to be more Zen about this stuff. And yes, I know Taoism and Zen isn't the same thing. I feel like um, that use of Zen has become enough part of the vernacular that its meaning no longer means exactly uh, Zen Buddhism. Although there are pedantic people who will make that correction, so I felt like I should say so. And making lots of plans, making lots of plans for the coming year. Got that thing sent to Sarah, I said that. And today I'm going to work on several proposals for her. And then on Monday, I'm either going to be doing line and copy edits on the fate of the Tala, if I have them, or I might do them Sunday if I get them soon enough. And then I will be heading into a new project. And I'm, uh, I'm waffling between two things. It's sounding like um, probably I will start writing The Promised Queen. So, with that, I shall go figure out how to splice these together. And I will remind you that first cup of coffee is part of the Frolic Podcast Network. And you can find more podcasts you will love at frolic.media slash podcasts. And I will talk to you all on Monday. Have a wonderful weekend, folks, okay? Talk to you later. Bye-bye.